Look at my feed. What do you see? The Pope of Positivity. Good evening out there, neighborhood. My name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI, and welcome to the Pontificast. Uh, this is a special episode of the Pontificast. Haven't done a solo show in a bit. Been a little too busy playing DC Play Skyrim, which you can check out on YouTube if you are so inclined. And I hope that you are. Um, it's just me playing Skyrim and chatting either about the game or about wrestling or the world or what have you. So if you're a fan of the type of inanity that uh, you come to expect from Doc Manson and I, whether it's on DDT Wrestling or a private earful, then uh, I highly encourage you to check us out. Uh, today's podcast, uh, the agenda is twofold. Uh, I want to first briefly touch on Roadblock. I'm sure Doc Manson and I will cover it uh, at length during our next episode of DDT Wrestling, but since there's going to be quite a bit of wrestling between now and then, uh, you know, I always wonder whether or not Doc and I should record uh, right after, the day after a pay-per-view, um, and that should be our weekly show, is we should actually record on a Monday, get our thoughts on the pay-per-view out there, and then we don't record for the rest of that week. You know, as much as I would love uh, to record for you just as often as I can, um, it's not a feasible thing at this point. You know, perhaps... Uh, when we become financially wealthy, when we become independently wealthy, rather, when our financier reveals himself or herself and gives us oodles of cash, uh, then we can chat with you on a more regular basis. Um, but uh, I just I want to go very quickly. I might even time myself because that's you know now that I'm doing these Skyrim videos, I do try to keep them under 15 minutes because I think that's about as long as. Uh, the PS4 share will allow me to record. Um, so I might limit myself to like two minutes per match. Uh, maybe, you know, it'll take me, probably won't take me as long that long to talk about them. Um, but all right, uh, so let's get into Roadblock. End of the line. Where's your bindle, you stinky little hobo? Not Elias Sampson. Uh... So the pre-show match was Rusev and Big Cass. I'll I'll freely admit I walked away to get a snack. I came back and the match was over. Um, you know, obviously this feud is not yet done, which is sad for all parties involved. Really, um, I like Rusev a whole lot. You know that I like Rusev a whole lot. Uh, I am apathetic about Enzo and Big Cass, but that is much more a reflection on Enzo Amore than Colin Cassidy. I think there is potential with him as a single star, and I'm almost beginning to wonder if WWE, as we head into 2017, is going to go that route. Um, I expect this to continue. Hopefully it will not last until the Royal Rumble, because it absolutely won't get on the card. Uh, they're going to have a rematch tonight. Maybe that'll be it. Maybe that'll be the end. You know, Maybe Rusev winds up getting a, a partner. Um, you know, no one, the only name that jumps right off the top of my head is Bo Dallas, but as you all know, I've got Bo Dallas on the brain. Um, I'd love to think that Rusev stands a chance of winning the Royal Rumble. And by my silence, you can tell that I really can't say that. I think he'll contend. He might make it to the Final Four, but I don't think WWE is willing to pull the trigger on a Rusev main event push. And I, I hope, 
I really hope I'm wrong. Um, I'll take the last 30 seconds to talk about, you know, what Rusev and Lana were tweeting about. It is funny, and everyone has said it from uh, NAI pod down, um, that, you know, we're cheering for the bad guys here. We're cheering for the people who did wrong. Um, and, you know, we are booing Rusev for defending his wife, uh, which is a little funny to say in 2016. Um, and that's really all I have to say about that. I don't think it occurred to me halfway through that uh, little explanation, expounding, if you will, uh, that I didn't name the second item on the agenda. Uh, we're going to talk about Roadblock, and then the main reason I wanted to talk to you all this evening is to talk about um, <clears throat> the end of the year things uh, that I, I started last year, what you may know as the NAI 150. Uh, it's going to get some rebranding. I'll talk about that in more depth uh, a little later. Um, Roadblock end of the line opened with uh, New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro. And that was, for me, probably the match of the night. You know, there were some other ones that were good, but New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro was a lot of fun. And... Uh, I'm torn. It is a bittersweet moment for me because on one hand, I firmly believe, and I've tweeted this many times, uh, the fact that New Day lost their very first title defense after setting the record stinks. What was the point of setting the record if they literally lose right after it? It is my opinion that it would have made more sense for them to hold it longer. You know, hold it till the Rumble. It's only an extra five or six weeks. Maybe they get to 500 days, which would be a milestone. Vince McMahon loves big round numbers. Um, they could get to over 500 days. So the fact that they lost was, you know, was unfortunate. However, I, I do love what Seamus and Cesaro are doing. Barring what happened at the end, that part bothered me. But um, the fact that they were kind of allies, that they had bonded. I care more about Seamus now than I probably ever have in my life. Now, granted, I didn't watch a lot of Seamus. Uh, you know, he came to power, you know, in, in my lost years. Uh, but I'm excited to see what happens for them. I'm hoping we see the revival tonight on Raw crossing my fingers not sure we'll see it but i if wishing made it so uh but again great opener you know it was interesting to see new day heal it up a little bit though the shot sign of respect we saw uh at the end of the match makes me think uh they're not going to go full heel just yet uh, i would like to see i've hit the two minute mark but i'm going to keep going for just a few more seconds i'll agree with uh new age insiders and and that whole crew I would love to see them try to take the U.S. title. Roman Reigns holding it kind of complicates things a bit, though we could continue to see them heal it up a little bit more as, you know, they challenge Roman Reigns and he beats Xavier and then he beats Kofi and then maybe, again, fingers crossed, he doesn't beat Biggie. Um, I'm trying to think of the match that happened after that and it is failing me. I wanted to go in order, so bear with me while I look it up. Uh, be sure to check out uh, Seven Days to Die with Doc Manson. Doc Manson has his very own YouTube channel, and uh, 
I encourage you to check it out. You know, he plays Seven Days to Die, a survival zombie game, uh, and it's really a lot of fun. I tend to jump on, you know, I try to catch it when it's live. I jump on the chat, so I'm asking questions. So he's kind of essentially being interviewed about the game. Um, you know, I try to provide him with little information. You know, if he's asking a question, I'll try to do some research for him. So you know, again, there's a hundred million different ways for you to waste time. Uh, or be entertained. Those two sets, those two things are, are kind of one in the same. Um, if you take a few minutes and, and watch Doc play Seven Days to Die, I think you'll enjoy it. Ah, uh, match number two, Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman. Um, I, I missed the middle part again. I, you know, the problem with these pay-per-views, oh, I forgot to set my timer. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. There we go. Uh, you know, the problem with these pay-per-views, they happen so often, and there's, you know, there there's, in this in this case, there was a somewhat lack of interest, um, so it didn't hold my attention. You know, I got up and walked out, and, you know, went and talked to Mrs. Matthews, and, you know, again, got a drink, and wandered around, and, you know, started to put a lunch together for the, you know, for the work day on Monday. Um, so I didn't see Foley come out and do the whole throwing in the towel thing, you know, this happened exactly as I expected it to, um, where Sammy survived the 10 minutes. Uh, I think, I don't think Mick Foley helped. Sammy Zayn is a very good storyteller without help. Uh, I think he could have done a very nice job telling this story without Mick Foley hobbling out there. Um, but, you know, I was happy uh, enough with it. You know, I know people were kind of arguing about the finish. Yeah. You know, the finish was a little weird in terms of saying that Sami Zayn won. He didn't. Um, and hopefully this isn't Braun's loss, though I firmly expect him to beat some people up tonight on Raw. Um, one thing I do want to say, I'll do a little, I'll put my by-the-book hat on here. With the story that we're telling, um, it's feasible that Sami Zayn could win the Royal Rumble. You know, I've tweeted it out a couple of different times. Uh, but they're kind of pushing this whole underdog thing. You know, we could see something where, like, he gets taken out and literally lays on the floor. He's not eliminated, but he's hit with a series of high-impact moves and rolls out onto the floor and lays there for 10 or 15 minutes, and we forget about him. We think he's dead. Um, I, you know, I could see a world in which Sami Zayn were to win the Royal Rumble, and then he goes to face Kevin Owens. You know, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to have a WrestleMania match against each other, and while they've done the whole fight for everything in 2016, I don't think many people would complain if it happened in 2017, especially if it was a Hell in a Cell match, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, next up was Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho. I liked this match, too. Uh, you know, some people were disappointed with it. And you know what? That's fine. You don't need to like everything. Uh, I thought it was fine. I'm beginning to think we're never going to see Triple H. Like, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm beginning to think that literally we're going to watch Seth Rollins and he's going to eventually annoy people enough that Triple H will, like, call in and say he's going to accept his challenge. I don't know that we're going to see Triple H come out and uh, screw over Seth Rollins again, because uh, it would have happened by now. Um, but the match was good. You know, the ending was 
a little much with Owens coming out again and distracting Jericho. Um, but I'm interested enough to see, based on what happened at the end of Roadblock, end of the line, stinky hobo, uh, that I'm okay with it. And I'll talk about that when we get there. See, look, that was only 56 seconds. Uh, the cruiserweights. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take this extra minute to talk about the cruiserweights. The match was nothing special, and Jim Ross, whom I I loved Jim Ross, the announcer, one of the best commentators of all time. Not a big fan of Jim Ross, the podcaster, or Jim Ross, the social media presence. He comes across like a bitter old man a lot. Um, but he tweeted out something that made a whole lot of sense. When you're starting this division and you've got all of these relatively new faces, I'm guessing maybe 10% of the roadblock audience, especially there in the crowd, watched the Cruiserweight Classic. So most of these people don't know who these guys are. It's the video game guy, the pirate guy, and the dancing guy. And when you have a match that is mainly geared around submission-based offense, it's hard for fans to get invested. And Jim Ross is absolutely right. When people think cruiserweights, and Doc Manson and I talked about this on a private earful, the expectation is flippy-dippy stuff. We expect Kidman versus Psychosis. We expect Mysterio versus Guerrero. Um, We don't expect, you know, and the Cruiserweight Classic tried to show us this variety of styles. Well, I think we've seen, unless your name is Jack Gallagher, the style that people are hoping for is high-flying, edge-of-your-seat, Cedric Alexander-type stuff. Um, So the match was nothing special. However, my favorite moment of Roadblock, and in fact, my favorite moment, perhaps, from Raw in quite a while, from the Raw brand, was the reemergence of Neville. We had been tweeting it out just this weekend. He is a British cruiserweight who is neither in the cruiserweight division nor is he in the UK championship picture. And uh, that ended in a big bad way when Neville came out and just beat down Swan and Perkins. Left Kendrick alone. I think that's worth noting, unless I missed something. Um, But he beat down Perkins and he beat down Swan and it was amazing. This is, you know, Neville was gone so long that when he came out and turned heel, people went crazy. There was a thank you Neville chant. It has nothing to do with Rich Swan or TJ Perkins. In my opinion, it has everything to do with finally Neville is doing something. And if you get the chance, take 15 seconds, go to WWE.com and watch his explanation. You know, he says... You know, it, it's it's great. I'm super excited in an hour and a half or so uh, to turn on Raw and and see what Neville's gonna do because he is the savior of the cruiserweight division. If I was booking things, he would win the title at the Royal Rumble and hold it for months. He would literally have an iron grip on that title because he is the guy that people associate with cruiserweight wrestling and he would do a great job being their first stable champion taking on all comers um and and you know really making that division pop so i'm very excited for neville and for the cruiserweights and for all of that are we to the women's match next yeah we are all right so uh next up sasha banks versus charlotte first of all uh I don't. I didn't see what busted Sasha up, but she was busted. That was a whole lot of blood. I don't know if that was a broken nose or just a busted lip, but that was nasty at the end. Um, 
the match was good. I actually enjoyed the back and forth. It would have been too predictable, I feel, uh, for Charlotte to get out to an early commanding lead and we spend half an hour watching Sasha try to battle back. The fact that they traded falls and it stayed relatively even uh, made sense. I also didn't have a problem with the ending. Um, she was in the figure four. They, they obviously, WWE is making a very big distinction between the figure four and the figure eight. The figure four is the Ric Flair move that many people submit to, but not everyone. People can survive it. The figure eight is death. When she goes up into that bridge and the legs get twist, you know, get extended even more, you tap out. There is no denying. When you're in the figure eight, you tap out. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I'm pretty sure if we go back through history in WWE, I'm guessing no one has ever survived the figure eight. Maybe they got to the ropes, but no one's ever managed to not tap out or, you know, again, grabbing the ropes would be fine. Um, so I didn't have a problem with Sasha tapping out with two seconds left. She got put in the figure eight. You tap out or your leg breaks if you were in the figure eight. It tells the story, which is exactly why I have no problem with Charlotte winning this title again. Besides the fact that I like Charlotte more than Sasha Banks, but you know that. Um, Charlotte's the most dominant female wrestler, and I'm saying this from a storyline perspective, not my own personal opinion, even though it's the same. Uh, Charlotte's the most dominant women's wrestler that we've seen since... I don't even know. You know, Trish Stratus and Lita were good, but they traded the titles back and forth and they lost them and things like that. When it is when it is game time on the big stage, Charlotte doesn't lose. And that's the story we're telling. And you know what? When you look at her physically, body-wise, in shape-wise, not saying Sasha Bank isn't in shape, but just she's stronger, She's she is more powerful, she probably has better stamina, Charlotte should win an Iron Woman match against Sasha Banks. So, I didn't mind that Charlotte won. Uh, I don't know what's next for the women. Um, I do think Sasha would make sense to go to SmackDown and you know put some distance between them. Sasha could do some really fun, exciting things on SmackDown. And Charlotte's now the beast. She's she is the female equivalent of Brock Lesnar right now. And if we want to tell the Bailey story, fine. If we want to wait three or four months and then we tell the Oscar story, even better. But the women's division on Raw is in a good place, especially since we're going to get some new matches. Um, that brings us to the main event. I keep using the wrong. I have the the desktop and the laptop. And I always get the keyboards confused, and I wind up trying to use one for the other, and thankfully I haven't paused the recording. Um, Kevin Owens is great. Kevin Owens is just so good. Roman Reigns is good, too. Don't get me wrong. I like Roman Reigns. Um, I, you know, I, I like Roman Reigns. His in-ring side, I'm... I don't like the Superman punch, punch all that much. I'm not wild about the finisher all that much. I'm not wild about him no-selling everything, but I'll take it. But he's a good wrestler. He, you know, he's got some he's got some moves, he's got some skills. Uh but Kevin Owens is in a class by himself. You know, we're going to talk about the NAI 150. We're going to talk about MVPs for these different brands and for WWE as a whole. Um Kevin Owens probably wouldn't get my vote. Um for MVP in terms of the top three. Uh, 
but he should be in contention. He he is really good. He is a complete package. We talked about this on a private earful. He is a five-tool player. He can talk. He he has a look that works as a professional wrestler. He has charisma. He's got the in-ring skills. Um, and I suppose I need to think of the fifth tool, the talk, the look, the moves, the charisma, and the character. Let's say that. The character works. So that would be the five tools. Um I don't think Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens are as buddy-buddy as everyone else does. I don't think this was a ruse. I don't think this was a sham. I think this is Chris Jericho beginning to play mind games with Kevin Owens, which is exactly what should happen. Yes, he helped Kevin Owens retain the title, but he hit him with a finisher. And I think this could keep going, where Chris Jericho continues to help Kevin Owens by hurting Kevin Owens. Um until he gets the chance, you know, I, if I had to guess right now, this is a total just pie-in-the-sky guess, uh, the Raw title match at Royal Rumble is Rollins versus Reigns versus Jericho versus Owens. Fatal four-way. They're all there. They all have beefs with each other now. There's the alliance of Rollins and Reigns, but they haven't figured everything out yet. Owens and Jericho, obviously, are friends-ish. You put them in a fatal four-way uh, for the title. I think it would be cool. Drink of water. So refreshing, but um, you know, but that's just a guess. It really is. I can't even call it a prediction. It is a guess right now. Um, but I think this continues. Either Jericho comes out and it ends tonight on Raw, or this continues. But Jericho continues to just save him by just beating him up on a regular basis. Uh, I don't think the friendship continues, if only because it, it shouldn't. You know, this thing has kind of run its course, I think. Um, overall, Roadblock was fine. Um, you know, people are going to, you know, criticize this. Uh, the fact that it was a good episode of Raw is not a bad thing. I've said that before. You know, we're, we're, we're beginning to live in a world... I really don't think we're too long away from you know, WWE being almost exclusively solely on WWE Network, and this kind of is what we're going to get. Um, so, you know, the fact that this was just a, a decent show, you know, going through, uh, not counting the pre-show, because, you know, it's not technically the pre-show, um, it doesn't count as a pay-per-view, uh, New Day and Shazaro, as I call them, was very good. Sami Zayn versus Braun told a story. Uh, Jericho versus Rollins was good. The Cruiserweight Championship was not a great match, but Neville's turn was a big moment, perhaps the biggest moment of Neville's WWE career. The Iron Woman match was good. The main event match was good. I don't understand what people are so upset about. What were you hoping for? Besides Sasha winning, like... Literally, I think that kind of thing bothers people. The fact that Triple H didn't show up, the fact that Sasha didn't retain, um, the fact that, you know, Sami Zayn got called the winner. I don't understand why people see this as a C minus D plus show. Was it, was it memorable? No, but it was good. All right. Uh, that's the end of that. And again, I am sure 
Uh, Doc Manson and I will talk about this a little bit more on a private earful. GQ was at Manson Manor. Um, we'll get their reports later this week. All right, let's get to the the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to talk about last year. You know, I, I've I've talked about this before, but in case you don't under you have no idea what the NAI 150 is, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine, which I was addicted to as a kid, uh, every year did the PWI poll, and it was 50 questions. Um, they may even call it the PWI 50, although that would have been too close to the PWI 500, which is a different thing. Uh, and they asked a whole bunch of questions just to kind of get uh, a sense of the the kind of the state of professional wrestling, and they involved uh, the audience as much as it did. I don't, you know, I'm never sure when PWI asked the audience whether or not they asked the audience or whether or not they made it up. But either way, I love those magazines. They're still in a drawer here in the office, uh, so eventually I'll dig those out again. And maybe take some pictures or, you know, talk through them. I don't know. But I've got a bunch of them. I don't know why you needed to know that. So I wanted to take that idea and uh, expand it, obviously. And uh, and the NAI 150 was born. It was 150 questions. We did it via Google Forms. It was like 10 different forms that people had to fill out. And it ranged all sorts of topics where all-time favorites, moves, the future, all sorts of things. Your thoughts on WWE, the indies, NXT, yada, yada, yada. Um, We had a pretty decent uh, response rate. It was great. It was a lot of work on my end, but I enjoyed it. Uh, It was fun to to kind of look at all this stuff, and people seemed to like it. So obviously this year uh, I wanted to do something else. The NAI network has grown and expanded, so... Jason Maltov, whom I'm going to thank profusely in a few minutes. Um, we talked about getting the whole gang involved, and I am not upset. Let me let me say this now. I'm going to say it multiple times, so there is no misunderstanding. I am not upset. I am not upset. I am not upset. I get what I'm about to say completely. Um, we didn't get a great response, and the reason is, and again, I'm, I'm, I swear... I am not upset. This is my crazy cat lady pet project. So I understand that, you know, people might not want to jump on board on this. So it's fine. Um, and also, everyone's got their own year-end thing. Rant with Ant, the Golden Mike Awards. McCool and company is going to do a year-end thing. NAI themselves, the New Age Insiders, do their own year-end thing. DDT Awards, we even do our own year-end thing. This is my crazy cat lady sort of thing on top of that. So, um, I, you know, I spoke to Jason Maltoff, who is amazing, and you know this, but I'm talking about as a friend, as a, a, a business, a collaborator, I really do say there is there is there are a few people better in this world, more understanding, more uh, just on top of things uh, than Jason Maltoff. And he's got a side job. You know what I mean? Like, he's got a real job. This is what he's, he's doing as his pet passion project, and he's amazing. Um, so we spoke about it, and I'm kind of taking... Uh, the NAI 150 back, so it's going to get renamed because while it will, of course, be associated with the New Age Insiders, because I hope that's me knocking on wood. I hope that for the length of my career, in air quotes, as a podcaster, as a tweeter, as DC Matthews, 
I will be affiliated with the New Age Insiders because it is truly the place to be, and I mean that sincerely. However, this is my crazy cat lady project, so I'm dragging Doc Manson along for the ride, and he's going relatively willingly. Um, but this is now, you know, I it was it, it was originally a hundred questions, then it went up to 150. Now I've got it up to 205 questions because 205 is kind of the buzz number in WWE these days with the cruiserweight division. So I was like, hey, let's be topical. Heaven help me if they wind up doing 405 live. They won't. They won't do a super heavyweight thing. But ugh. um, I might just call this the DDT poll. However, because it was the PWI poll, it just happened to be 50 questions. And the reason I'm doing that is it doesn't. These, these things don't necessarily have to be you know at year's end. It's entirely possible that this might be a whole new. You know, maybe this even needs its own Twitter account where I can just continue to do these sorts of poll things. Um, but I think I'm going to just call it the DDT poll, and we're going to get as much feedback as possible. We're going to do it a little differently. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, but we're going to you know I've got a whole bunch of questions. I'll ask probably most of them, maybe not all of them. Um, and we'll get some conversation going and we'll get you heard, you know, the whole, the, the, the credo, the, the mission statement, uh, of the new age insiders from day one has been to be heard. That is their focus. They want you to have a voice in professional wrestling. And I think we do. It is not, out of the realm of possibility that you may someday see Maltov or Stryker or Neville on a WWE pre-show. They've done Rosenberg. They've done Sam Roberts. The New Age Insiders are not far behind, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, and I will celebrate if they ever get on the pre-show. I will celebrate and dance. I will dance. DC Matthews will dance if that ever happens. Um, will I ever be on the WWE pre-show? No, because that revolves people, and that's scary. Uh, so, you know, so the DDT poll uh, is, is a way to allow you to be heard. Um, so I'm going to take just a few minutes to talk about the format and some of the questions, and then maybe even tonight or tomorrow, we're going to get this thing going because Roadblock's over. Final Battle's not until January we're done with major wrestling events of 2016. Let's get some feedback here. Um, I did Google Forms last time. It was an easy way. All my, you know, all the responses could get easily put into a spreadsheet. It made my life easier. Uh, but the the common response was that it was a pain in the neck because there were ten of them and there were 150 questions. So. It was a difficult for people, especially since a lot of my questions are not single answer questions. And maybe I'll have to change that. When I ask you for the MVP of WWE for 2016, I'm going to ask you for your top three. And not to try to sway the vote, but my top three would be some combination of Miz, Chris Jericho, and AJ Styles. That's my MVP. And Kevin Owens would probably be round be in the top four and you probably could make a kid no charlotte that would be my top five but i'm gonna ask you for your top three um you know because i i want you to have multiple people although maybe not maybe i'll just ask for one um you know th this is still part of the reason i'm doing this podcast is to kind of just talk it out in my head because the thoughts that are flowing through my brain 
cross paths and deviate, double back on themselves. So if I talk it out, maybe this will kind of help me crystallize what I want. Um, you know, so the format was tricky. The Google Forms uh, asked a lot. So what we're going to try this year, brand new, obviously, it's only the second time we've done it. I'm going to stick to doing it straight through Twitter. You know, one of those things that a lot of people like to do when they're bored is they're those Twitter users who make a long chain of questions and you kind of quote your reply. That's how I'm going to try this poll. I'm going to try the DDT polls all through Twitter. I think that will, there's pros and cons to that, of course. The pro is I think it's going to get more eyes on the poll, which is always good. It's going to get more people looking at us, DDT Wrestling, and the New Age Insiders, the neighborhood in general. Um, so I think that's good. The con is I have yet to figure out how to immediately transfer all Twitter data to a spreadsheet. Um, so it's going to require more data collection and stuff from me. But as this is my crazy cat lady project, I feel like that's only fair. That I should, you know, if I'm going to do this and go... Uh, crazy with it, I should be the one that has to put the work in. So unless someone wants to volunteer to help in some way, um, which at DC Matthews NAI, if you're interested in, you know, if you have ideas, please understand. If you have ideas, uh, comments, uh, feedback, if you have ways in which we could make this make sense, um, just because it's the DDT poll does not mean I do not want and dare I say need your help. I, I, you know, I feel bad. I have an inner circle. I tweet about it every Friday. These are the people who, when I get a crazy cat lady idea, I usually send them a message on Twitter and say, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. You know, we had a fantasy draft way back in the day, and it was uh, Chip. I almost called him Adam, but it's Chip and DJ and I, you know, I said, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we did a draft? And all of a sudden we were off to the races. This is way back now. That's probably 2014 when that happened. Um, or 2015. But, uh, you know, I'm going to do it via Twitter. So if you have an idea, if you want to, you know, if, you're, if, you, if you've got a suggestion, if you want to join the craziness, um, by all means, let me know at DC Matthews NAI. Uh, I would be happy to hear your suggestions. I can't, because this is mine, I am... I will freely admit I'm a little protective about this as one is with the Crazy Cat Lady Project. I'm going to try to keep an open mind. I'm going to try to uh, accept some criticism or some harsh truths or some, you know, some suggestions that I might not necessarily agree with myself. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I don't think anyone's going to fault me for saying that in the end I'll go with whatever I think is best. Uh, I tend to... I'm not very dictatorial, I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am a drill sergeant, as I was once called by a parent many years ago. Um, but either way, uh, so we're going to do it via Twitter to get more eyes on the product, make it easier for you, um, because that way you can respond to whatever questions you want to. You don't have to answer them all. Um, and uh, But yeah, uh, so let me kind of talk you through for just a few minutes. I really want this to be a 45-minute or less podcast, so I got 10 minutes uh, to wrap this up. Uh, I'm going to continue. You know, a lot of this is going to be your 2016 stuff. Um, you know, there was a category on all time. Who is your favorite wrestler, technical wrestler, high flyer, all of that. And this is historically of all time. Um, I'm going to keep that just because I'll be interested to see, hopefully as, you know, 
if we get more people responding, I'll be interested to see if the answers change from last time. So last time, you know, the best power wrestler of all time, I think, was Brock Lesnar. That might still be the case, but it might be different now. I don't know. Um, You know, there's a whole section on wrestling moves. I'm going to keep that because I think it's fun. Best finisher. You know, what is the wrestling move of 2016? Start thinking about that now. It was a super kick. I'm guessing it's not going to be the super kick anymore. I have an idea of what I think it's going to be. I have a prediction in my head, but I'm not going to say it. You tell me what it was the wrestling move of 2016. Um, you know, there's a section on demographics that I might skip. I have, you know, but maybe not. Maybe I'll keep it. Uh, there's something I call nerdy questions, you know, video games, books, though the NAI 150 taught us last year, you're not big readers, neighborhood. You're not big readers. Um, you know, gimmick matches, all of that sort of stuff. And again, these won't be necessarily topical, you know, some of this. Um, they won't be necessarily thematic, more saying. But, you know, there's some ideas in here. All right, WWE Network and membership sites. You know, I want to know what you think about Flow Slam. I want to know what that that needs to do to get your attention. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe you're not an independent wrestling fan and nothing that they do is going to get your attention. But I want to know about that. I want to know what you think about the WWE Network. What do you want to see more of? What should change? What should they get rid of? How can they make it better? Um, I want to know about... Would you ever consider Ring of Honor membership? Would you ever consider New Japan World? All of that sort of stuff. You know, we get an idea of what we are as a neighborhood, what we watch, what we want to see. Um, then uh, most of these questions are going to be wrestler of the year, tag team of the year, entrance of the year, all of that stuff. Entrance of the year, I give credit to. I think that was Rant. That was Rant with Ant who came up with, oh, it's the best entrance. Who's got the best entrance? Um, that was a great question that I didn't think of, and I don't know how I missed it. Um, I'm going to do an overall best, best wrestler of the year in the world sort of thing, and then we're going to go into WWE. But then we're going to break that up into Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Who are the best of those brands? Who is the best overall? Uh, let's da 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 I've got some more questions for, you know, MVP. What grade would you give the brand extension so far? Um, you know, what was the best match? What was the best WWE match of 2016? You can't say Nakamura versus Zayn. That's an NXT match. Doesn't count. Got to pick something else. Da, 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 da. Questions on NXT. Questions on the indies. I'm actually going to break it up, though, because Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, and TNA are kind of the cream of the crop. Air quotes. New Japan I'll put in there, too. When it comes to international and the indies, there's going to be separate sections for them this year. That wasn't the case last year. Um... And the answers kind of were the same, you know, most of the answers were Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground guys. If I take those out and still talk about independent wrestling, that's chaotic, that's beyond, that's all the things Trina is a part of, that's, you know, what Glory Pro, whatever this Michael Elgin thing that Trina's going to be the ring announcer for, which is just ridiculously cool. Um, it's going to be that sort of thing. So there's all of those sorts of questions. Uh, there's going to be questions on the future. You know, what is it going to look like in the future? Well, how would you rate wrestling's immediate future? That's a question I blatantly stole from the PWI poll because it was so cool. Uh, da, da, da. Will CM Punk ever wrestle again? That's a question. And then I've got some big questions. These are kind of your, your big topic questions. Uh, for example, do wins and losses matter? 
you know, a lot of these aren't going, they're going to be somewhat open-ended, which is going to be tricky with 140 characters, which I have to admit, I didn't think about until just now. So I'm going to have to figure that out. Maybe there are going to have to be some Google Forms for the big questions, for the open-ended things. I don't know. Have to work on that. Again, suggestions at DC Matthews NAI. I don't want to read a seven-tweet rant because you only have 140 characters, so we'll have to figure that out. Um, What's in the McMahon lockbox? That is a question I need to know. Uh, Then we're going to have predictions. This is a brand new feature this year. Um, I want to know what you think. So this is, and this is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous that I'm asking this, but I love it and I don't care. Um, I want to know who you think the Universal Champion will be in December of 2017. And I and I go through all the different champions, Cruiserweight champion. I want to know who wins uh, the Cruiserweight Classic in 2017. I want to know who wins the Women's Classic. I have to add a question. See, this is why it can't be the PW, or the <laughs> PWI, the DDT 205. Because now I need to know who you think is going to win the UK Championship. Um, I have to add a whole section on that and all of you know what that means this thing may never end the ddt poll literally may never end it may just have to keep going because as these crazy things happen a series of questions is formed that must be answered oh man so you know who wins money in the bank who do you think the money in the bank winner is take a guess take a chance uh and then finally i need to drink oh man talking all day uh, as an educator and then deciding to do a podcast at night not the best choice not the best choice hello my name is Sheila anyways uh, I do this Wrestle Rankum thing I'm going to do that too uh, you know rank the champions so if you've got Owens you've got Styles you've got Nakamura you've got Kyle O'Reilly you've got Johnny Mundo um Whoever the TNA champion is, Eddie Edwards, I think, and then Okada, I think, is the New Japan champion. Rank those seven guys. Put them in order. And then do that for the tag champions, and then do that for the mid-card champions, and then do that for the women's champions, if there are women's champions. Um, And again, that's 205 questions. Uh, Those of you who are big music fans, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um... I had to take the music questions out. They were impossible to figure out. Maybe I can throw them in if we do it via Twitter. uh, Because the questions were, you know, what's your favorite entrance music? And you would say The Undertaker. Well, The Undertaker has had 17 different entrance musics. Which one are you talking about? So I might have to tweak those. Brandon, Brandon Mack, are you listening? You're my music guy. You might need to be in charge of that section. I can't do it. Um, So, yeah. Thank you. I need more water. Thank you for allowing me to essentially just stream of consciousness that. um, Because I really wasn't sure what I was doing. I really wasn't. Um, I kind of feel a little bit better about it. Uh, I realize that this is not... There can't be a name. It can't be the DDT 205. It's just going to have to be the DDT poll. Hashtag DDT poll. P-O-L-L. Not poll like North Pole, poll as in voting polls. Um, because I'm just going to come up with more questions. You know, I, I, you know, the whole idea, when I sat down to do a podcast, I was going to interview people and find out your thoughts on wrestling. That didn't happen, and I'm glad it didn't happen because now I've got DDT Wrestling in a private earful, which is more than I ever dreamed that I would have. But I am still 
curious at heart. And um, as, Mrs., as Mrs. Matthews puts it, I have an innate curiosity. Uh, so I want to know what you think about pretty much everything in professional wrestling. And that's what the DDT poll is going to be. Um, so if it annoys you to the point where you... I might need a separate Twitter account just so you can mute me if I get really annoying. Um, I don't know. Uh, but that's what's going to start. It's going to start happening. Uh, probably pretty soon. Maybe not tonight. But in the next few nights, you're going to start seeing the DDT poll show up. Uh, I really do hope you partake. I hope you uh, be heard. Are heard. Am heard. Were heard. I don't know. I hope you are heard. I hope you get your voices out there. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have fun with it. I hope you have suggestions as to how to make it better. Um, so that's my thoughts on Roadblock. That's what this DDT poll is going to be. That has been this week's episode of the Pontificast. Uh, and I want to thank you for joining me on this show. Uh, my name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI, DDT Wrestling at gmail.com. Uh, check out DC Play Skyrim. Check out Doc Manson Play Seven Days to Die. Uh, enjoy life. Be happy. Find your happy. And we'll see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>